Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Word Balloon, the comic book conversation show. John Suntress here. Uh, no music because uh, it's a sad day. Adam West has passed away. My stories and love of Adam West is no different from, you know, millions of fans. Uh, four years old, watching Batman. He was one of my first heroes. Uh, it made a lasting impression on my life. Um, I went through the three stages of Batman 66, as I always say. Uh, when you're a very little kid, he's the greatest action hero you've ever seen. When you're about 12, you think, oh, this is corny and uh, I don't want to watch it anymore. And then all of a sudden, somewhere around high school or college, you get back to the show and you realize what a brilliant comedy it was. And a lot of it had to do with uh, the quarterback, as I was saying uh, this week as we were talking about television shows. The star is the quarterback, and Adam West carried the ball, and it was amazing. And it was a lasting impression that endured for decades. Uh, West, along with George Reeves, were the, those first uh, action heroes that I think feared uh, being stereotyped. Um, George Reeves, 10 years before Adam West did. You know the story. I'm sure you've seen the uh, documentary starring Adam West and uh, some of the low points of his career. The true Hollywood story of Adam West really kind of even went into it uh, in a more frank kind of uh, less rosy fashion. Um, but Adam West endured. And it's so great that he had such a wonderful act three uh, of uh, f love from fans, which probably never ended. And uh, just that acceptance of, uh, you know, his, his work and recognition that, no, the guy is really, really funny. I'm really glad people like Seth MacFarlane were able to show his talents on Family Guy. If you haven't seen Look Well... The wonderful pilot that he made with Rob Smigel and Conan O'Brien. It would have been an excellent Naked Gun kind of TV series. And uh, I hope Look Well is still up there on YouTube. They had a very blurry uh, version of it, but it's worth the blur because Adam West comedy comes through. I had the pleasure, my, my two encounters with Adam West. One was in an elevator at a, at a convention in Orlando, one of the FX cons. We wound up in the same elevator. It was moving incredibly slowly. And he turned to me and said, gee, I really hope this thing makes it to the ground. I, I thought it was going to break down when I was in it last night. And I turned to him and said, don't worry, Cape Crusader, we're going to make it to the bottom. And he smiled and said, thank you, citizen. And we both laughed and his uh, agent was waiting for him and like, come on, Adam, we got to go. He's like, nice meeting you. And he left. <laughs> and I thought that was going to be my one uh, Adam West encounter. I also... I uh, had an experience where I was up for a, a commercial voiceover part for a Bud Light spot, and uh, I put in an audition for it. My buddy had the account. He's an ad exec. And um, he's like, look, you're not going to get this because they're probably going to go with a professional comedian. But I know you can do a comedy kind of read for it. And I did kind of a Phil Hartman kind of smarmy guy, like a Simpsons kind of smarmy guy read. And uh, my friend said, don't get your hopes up, but... Budweiser really likes your demo more than the comedians that we've been getting to read it and stuff. And I'm like, okay, maybe there's a chance. Within two days, he sent me an email saying, sorry, they gave the account to Adam West. And I'm like, but I love Adam West. He's my hero. This this is how supervillains get started. Revenge. <laughs> so it gave me a nice cocktail party that I usually uh, put out there, uh, you know, on a holiday party or something like that when the subject of Adam West comes up. I thought that was going to be it, and I'd never meet Adam West again. But fortunately, the return of the Cape Crusaders, 
the direct-to-video Warner uh, animation movie. Uh, they had a big press junket for it in the fall at New York Comic Con. We had great roundtables. Uh, also, uh, at the time, they were promoting Justice League Dark. But uh, the big guy that we were all waiting to talk to was Adam West. And not only did we get to talk to him, but I got to sit next to him at this press literally roundtable uh, and, and hear him right there. And uh, So I want to represent... Uh, that brief but very entertaining conversation that I was able to have, among other reporters as well. I mean, it wasn't a one-on-one. But he answered a few of my questions, and you'll hear our exchanges. And it was great. He was uh, effervescent, effervescent, let me use the word properly, and uh, everything you wanted him to be, and was very warm and, and giving to even this gaggle of reporters who could not help but still be fanboys as we spoke to him. Here's Adam West from October of last year, now on Word Balloon. Howdy, folks. How's it going? How are you? Good, how are you? You're getting tired of this nonsense. (laughs) (laughs) We've waited for you. You've energized us. Oh, good. Absolutely. Good. Got to do that. (laughs) So why do you think after 50 years... Uh, why do you think after 50 years your version of Batman still resonates with people? I'm so damn good. <laughs> uh, I think because, uh, you know, we played it for the whole family spectrum. You know, so the kids would enjoy the excitement and whatever. And uh, the adults would laugh because it was a comedy. And, um, you know, when we delivered... Uh, those homilies and little ethical lessons, like good dental hygiene, even. <laughs> it, you know, the, the adults thought, that's pretty good that our kids are listening to that. And, uh, the, you know, the kids took it seriously. You did, did Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> High drama. <laughs> and action. Absolutely. What was, it like getting, sorry, what was it like getting back into the headspace of Batman again? Repeat, there was a noise. Sorry, what was it like getting back into the headspace again? Was it a challenge to get back into the character? No, not really. You know, when you do something for maybe three years and you play that every day and and think about it and try to do little things, whatever you can do with the character, uh, and to make it funny and yet really sincere for the children, um, you just pull on that cowl and you're right back there. Now, I didn't pull on the cowl because somebody stole it. But <laughs> all, all I had to do was go in and, you know, a little sense of memory there and, and uh, enthusiasm, and it comes back. How did the whippersnappers do compared to Lorenzo Semple and uh, the guys that were writing for you back in the 60s? Oh, they were so good. Oh, my God. Lorenzo had won the New York Film Critics Award. He was a remarkable writer, and I was privileged to have him writing, you know, for us. He and I became great friends. Really? Yeah. Cool. And, um, you know, today's writing, it doesn't differ so much, because the writers with whom I work, at least with the Batman stuff, They've been very good. Like, did you interview one of the writers? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, everybody. Yeah, he's, he's terrific. And, you know, for them to have, well, what they did, I think, you know, I'm a, I'm a senior superhero, <laughs> but they grew up with me. So they had a pretty good sense of what they wanted, you know, with, within the, 
the dimensions of their memories. And it worked. I got a hand in it, you know. Maybe what I did was indelible. <laughs> what are the differences between playing Batman with your voice versus playing him on screen? The difference might be that with the voice only and with the audience that they were really seeking mostly, that is the kids, it was more straight ahead and less nuance, less tongue-in-cheek, you know, that kind of thing that you could do on film with your, your movement or whatever you're thinking, even through the eye holes in the cowl. And, and, but when you're doing, you know, voiceover like this, um, it was just dead ahead and, you know, right on and serious kind of... And then I had a few moments where I could, you know, throw in a little something here and there. You know, through your inspiration on the original interpretation of the character, you go back. I'm sure you were a fan of old radio. It was an old radio in your time. Were there were there old radio heroes that you modeled your Batman after? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. That's a good question because, um, you know, I still on on. Serious, you know, on the Absolutely. what do you call it, satellite radio? I listened to some of those old shows occasionally because they were so good, allowing you to use your imagination. And I learned always from that a little more. Yeah. And you know, when you think of Orson Welles and Joseph Cotton, the Mercury Theater, whatever it was, wow, that was so good. Uh, I started in radio. That's awesome. Yeah. In college. Doing dramas. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. And then I was a disc jockey and a lot of stuff, a news guy. And, and uh, you know, I think many actors that I've talked to or learned about, they really did radio. Except the younger ones. They mostly, they don't. They didn't. You know, they don't have the same opportunities of, you know, getting a job and working your way through it up. Yeah. Too many people go to Hollywood and are disenchanted. You know, they're, they're, they find it so tough. And it is. It's so terribly competitive now. Look at all the windows we have. All the outlets for content. I don't know how people keep track of that. I'll watch TV and tune around until my wife says, stop it, you know. <laughs> but I'll tune around, and, and I'm amazed at all the different content and, and the way it's delivered. Nothing seems really special anymore. The Walking Dead? Huh? Maybe that's special. And <laughs> scares the hell out of me. Uh, I don't know, but there, it, it, it just seemed to be so many shows from which to choose. You know, you hardly know what to watch. Are you into any specific shows right now yourself? Anything? Say it again. Are you into any specific shows right now yourself? Are you, do you watch anything or look forward to well, anything you know, that's going on right funny, now? Funny, last night, um, I turned on the television in the hotel, and I saw something that intrigued me. 
No, I'm sorry, it was on the airplane. Uh, they had pilots. And this was called the billionaire, billion, billions of the billionaire or something. And I saw that pilot and I thought, God, this is good. But you know, it didn't sell, it didn't oh, wow. go. Oh, wow. And uh, do you know anything about that? The Not that show. Billions of the billionaire. Oh, are you talking oh, about billions? The, yeah. Is that yes. the Showtime show? Yeah, with um, Paul Giamatti. That's right. right. Yeah. Yes, it was about the that's financial right. investigator. Yeah, that's that made right. it. Yeah, that made it to a series. It had a full. It had a full yeah, season. Yeah, it's going. It did. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's doing well. Yeah, I think it will oh, be back. Oh, good. Because that it. was yeah. really good. There you go. And the redheaded guy, the young actor who played the big time uh, hedge fund guy. Yes. Right. Yeah, I forget his name. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yes. What's his name? Damien. Is it Damien? Damien Lewis. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that was good. Okay. So you see you make discoveries like that, but it went four seasons. No, this is the first season. But but it's gonna I think it got picked up. It it is coming back. That's good. Because not many shows get picked up. Yeah. Now when I did the Big Bang Theory, you know, kind of stunt casting thing. (laughs) What's that app like? You know that kind of thing. It was fun and kind of funny, but To get a show picked up every season for how many years? Twelve years or something? Nine or ten, or at least, ten. yeah, ten. Yeah. Ten. 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 Our family guys, I've done it for twelve years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the mayor. <laughs> the loony mayor, which is kind of fun. But some shows do hit a stride and they get picked up. So many don't. You are such a waste of money and talent. Say, um, we're in an interesting moment in Batman history. There's at least six different actors currently playing Batman. You're one of them. But you're also the original, um, at least for, for most fans. Do you have any advice that you would give any other Batman running around? <laughs> What's essential to the character? What do you think? Well, you guys all get together for another one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of running around. Um, let the costume work for you on the screen. And, uh, you know, you can be violent, you can be downtrodden, vengeful, whatever you're doing with the character. But uh, don't take yourself too seriously. You know. What about the chemistry between yourself, Bert, and Julie coming back to that? What was, what was that? Was it easy? I mean, actually, did you guys, were you able to table read together or did you do it all separately? Separately. Oh, okay. But in your mind. Yeah, it was easy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when they when you know their action, you know what they're gonna do with it. And you played the character for a long time. It, it came back instantly. All I had to do was listen for a moment in my head or whatever they were showing for the animation. Yeah. And this was kind of neat, too, because you can work uh, from the animation, lip sync. And uh, many times, uh, you know, they'll photograph you in the role, like the mayor and family guy, and then they'll have that film to, you know, look at and base the animation on, which is a different thing. But this time out with Batman, you know, you just looked at the animation and lip synced it. You know, tried to do the rhythms. It wasn't tough. 
<laughs> Did you have an urge to like try something different or anything? Yes. <laughs> yes, at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I really would. Uh, well, I think all actors, yeah, I'd love, uh, you know, uh, I look all the time for material that might be challenging or fun, funny and, and uh, something that might work for an old catcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just seems irredeemably awful. <laughs> would you want to do another of these? Uh-oh, trick question. You're leading me into the thing that I'm not supposed to say. <laughs> oh, they told us you could say it, so it's all good. Yeah, go yeah. for it, man. Well, yeah. it's, if, you're, if you're there tonight, you're going to find out. Yeah, it made me so nervous. <laughs> I have a gag order. <laughs> one of the other things that I, the original... Oops, I have to take here. All right, all right. It's all good. Thank you, Adam. Thanks, Mr. Thank you West. So much. Pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Congratulations on the <laughs> there you go, Adam West from October of uh, 2016, um, uh, my last encounter with Adam West, and uh, I'm glad that he was able to do Return of the Cape Crusader. I'm very excited about um, the coming sequel featuring himself, uh, William Shatner, and Burt Ward, and uh, hopefully Julie Newmar is back for uh, that one as well, but we know that Shatner is Two-Face in that episode and uh, finally, uh, a very exciting uh, promise, and I think uh, it will be great. I can't wait to see it. And uh, it's great that Adam West was able to go out on top and beloved and uh, really have a wonderful Act 3. So rest in peace, Cape Crusader. Thanks for all the entertainment. I hope you enjoyed today's uh, Word Balloon. Um, we'll be back with more programming uh, in a day or so, but uh, really felt uh, the need to pay tribute to Adam West and acknowledge his passing. Uh, and uh, thanks a lot for listening. Don't forget, there are more episodes at wordballoon.com. Thank you, League of Word Balloon listeners, for your Patreon support. And uh, I will talk to you next time with uh, music and happiness. Word Balloon is a copyright feature of Shaky Productions, copyright 2017.